welcome to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. Providing you with tips and strategies you can use to improve your patient engagement. Hi, this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. In this series, I take one communication question or issue that doctors have raised, dig deeper into it with some research, then give you a strategy that you can use in your practice today. And I do it all in about 10 minutes. Now, the physicians who speak with me want to be more conscious of their language. They know communication is important to what they do, and they want to know more about how language works so they can be better doctors. That's often why they're talking with me. Their questions take different forms. What do I need to know about communication to be better at it? What am I saying that is not contributing to patient care or safety? When communication breaks down, why is that? When communication is successful, why is that? One physician came to me after a grand rounds and said, you know, I'm doing all of the right things that you're talking about, but I don't know how I do it. And this was frustrating to him because that made it difficult for him to talk to his students and his colleagues. Physicians want some communication tools more meaningful and effective than good old trial and error, and generally not interested in some grab bag of tricks. So today I'm sharing some ancient wisdom, and some not so ancient wisdom, on spoken language. The main idea I'm sharing here has endured for millennia, and I suspect it's because it's a simple and efficient way to understand verbal communication, and you can use it to break down and assess your own communication. Today, starting now, it's that easy. You know communication is important. Study after study shows the influence of provider-patient communication on patient satisfaction, compliance, and clinical outcomes. Whether it's medical interviewing or patient education, building relationships, or making shared decisions, getting a grip on your spoken communication is essential. So I'm going to show you how with some help from Aristotle. What I'm sharing here is based in classical rhetoric. We're talking ancient Greece with some more modern approaches layered on. But why Aristotle? In 2014, the editor of the journal Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology argued that classical rhetoric could promote, quote, excellence in reasoning and in communication with the patient. And that physicians could, quote, utilize a range of devices that have been identified, classified, and refined since Greek antiquity under the discipline of rhetoric. Using classical rhetoric has also been suggested by one study as promoting women-centered midwifery care. You probably experienced the formalized communication associated with classical rhetoric in your medical education through the oral case presentation. Classical rhetoric has also been used as the analytic tool in four recent healthcare studies. Links to these in the show notes. Of course, there are limitations, adaptations, and criticisms of classical rhetoric. I deal with some of these by layering in some critical discourse analysis for its attention to interpersonal interactions and communication. I also include some new literacy studies for its attention to context and modality. So, let's get to it. You may have seen something called the rhetorical triangle. This is typically the three elements first identified by Aristotle as central to spoken communication. 
audience, speaker, and message. These three elements, Aristotle argued, are the basis of a formal conversation. Frequently, that triangle is pictured with a circle around it. That circle portrays context and mode. Can you picture a triangle with a circle around it? Good. That's what we're talking about today. If you want a graphic, there's one on the website, but it's so simple you could draw it yourself. Or if you're so inclined, just Google rhetorical triangle. So we've got speaker audience message. That's the triangle. And context and mode. That's the circle around it. Briefly, here's what each of those means. Speaker, who's doing the talking. Audience, who's doing the listening. The message is the meaning or the purpose of the communication. Context, a little trickier, because there are many contexts around any given communication. Time and space, sure, but also cultural context, economic context, political, social, emotional, linguistic, etc., etc., etc. Mode is the way that meaning is communicated. This could be speech, written text, graphics, videos, signs, etc. And any time modes are combined, it's called multimodal. To keep it easy today, we're going to consider the mode as speech, right? So we're talking about conversations. But what I'm telling you is going to work for all modes and multimodal texts. So each of these five elements matters in communication separately and together. These work because it's so simple. You think of these five elements, you can break down any spoken communication. I'll show you how. First, Pay attention to someone else. An easy way to begin to see how these five rhetorical elements work is to focus on someone else's communication. And I would suggest maybe someone famous who does talking for a living. So the next time you listen to a radio personality, someone on a talk show, a news anchor, your favorite podcaster, think of the five elements, speaker, audience, message, context, mode. Then Try out these questions. Who does this speaker think he or she is? How does their language reveal this? Who do they think you are as the audience? How can you tell through their language? What do you think their central message is? What did they say that reveals this? And finally, what is their attitude toward a particular context they're in? And how can you tell? Time is usually a pretty easy context to spot or the political, economic, or social climate. Thinking about these questions gives you a sense of how these five elements can help you break down a spoken communication. Now it's your turn. Those questions we just asked about someone else, I'm offering you a way to ask them of yourself. This draws attention to how your language is shaped by your thoughts. Your thoughts about yourself, your patient, your message, and your contexts. So you can say what you mean and mean what you say. We all think we're being clear. This is a way to check on that. The next time you are about to speak to a patient, consider these questions. What kind of a person am I trying to be? How is my language reflecting this? What kind of a person do I think my patient is? How is my language reflecting this? What is my central message today? 
What am I assuming is most important in that message? How is my language reflecting this? What contexts am I paying attention to? Which am I considering very important? Which not so important? How is my language reflecting this? This quick sort of mental checklist allows you to assess the most important factors of any communication, even during or after your conversation. The focus is on becoming aware of your language in relation to each of those most important factors, audience, speaker, message, context, and mode. And right now we're considering mode to be speech. This is a case where knowing more about language can help you do better with language and increase the chances your words will have their desired effect. Assessing in the moment is something you all do. This mental checklist designed to help you assess your own language is applying tools that have been used for over 2,500 years. (laughs) Because communication is about more than imparting information. You're also hoping to show yourself as a particular kind of person. You seek to influence people, though not in a creepy, manipulative way. You also use language to build and maintain good relationships. This is one mostly ancient way to consider separately the interconnected elements of spoken language. By looking at each individually, you can see where you are and aren't living up to your own goals for your language use. Hey, consider engaging some trusted colleagues in looking at your language together. Share with each other, with us here in the comments, what you're learning about getting a grip on your language with Aristotle. Now, if you're listening on iTunes, it would be a big help if you do the rate and review. Leave stars, write something in the box. I read them. On healthcommunicationpartners.com, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel, and this has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.